With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, it's episode 15 of Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. I'm Shane Bacon, joined in the same city, but social distancing a few miles away. Max Homa, Max, what's up? Dude, not not a lot. I would say, uh, as 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 the kids have been saying lately, it's just Groundhog Day. <laughs> Every yes. day is the same thing. Uh, but yeah, doing all right. Uh, making the most of this. It's uh, warm here, buddy. It is. Dude. It is. It has gotten toasty in Arizona. We've been, you know, we've been playing some golf. I've been hitting a lot of balls. I'm really getting back into it uh, this past week, and I am regretting. <laughs> I am regretting it. Uh, I live here. I moved here a year and a half ago, and last year, fortunately, uh, we were actually playing golf tournaments this time of year, and uh, you know, was not in the heat nearly as much. All of a sudden, uh, now I live here in the summer, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much regretting everything. I wish I would have practiced a lot. <laughs> three weeks ago and then just like taking these weeks off but here here we are hopefully it coasted downhill into the first yes be to taking the time off. yes the, 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 but i will say i i've run into this issue before and the nice thing about you being here is you are going to transition into it getting really hot because a couple of years ago it was the aaron hills u.s open i was in wisconsin the week it got brutal here <laughs> I flew home as 122 oh, the day yeah. I landed in Arizona. It slaps you right. In that the is no joke. At least we got a chance to feel 90, 92, 95 before it got to 107. But it is, it's hit me in the face with some bricks, man. Those are the things that you, you become a, that's the most Arizona thing you could say. Like, yeah, no, we're lucky. We got used to it. Cause it went from like 90 to 92. <laughs> and we didn't just like jump straight to 115. Like, aren't we so lucky? It's like, yeah, I mean like, yeah, it still sucks. <laughs> it's, it's been, we got a, I, this is, listen, this is really specific to Arizona people listening to the <laughs> podcast, but it got hot fast here and it actually quote unquote cooled off the last couple of days, at least to the point where, you know, at seven in the morning, I go on a walk with my son and it's not, I'm not sweating profusely. Yes. Like I just run five it's the miles. little things we appreciate. Here Those are the, the bonuses. <laughs> uh, Max, we would be doing this podcast differently if things were different, you know, I'd be hammered again. I probably would have won again. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be back to podcast number seven or whatever it was that I won't listen to. This is Sunday of Wells Fargo week. And, you know, I mean, obviously no golf happened this week and and they showed some of the Wells Fargo championships. Unfortunately, there's no re-airing of the 2019, which I wanted to watch in DVR. Uh, This is a year since your win. This is a year since your PGA tour victory first PGA tour win. And I just wanted to spend a few minutes kind of walking through the week that was, if you could take us down that, that road, I wanted to start early in the week and you just, you know, getting to North Carolina, getting to, you know, Wells Fargo, getting to this event where you were mentally, where you were with your game and what you thought might happen considering how you'd been playing. 
Yeah, uh, interesting. Uh, you know, speaking of not being able to watch it, we, the, one of the reasons we really did want to watch it was uh, this week was because I, I don't think I've really ever seen it. I've seen some of the highlights, and it also floods back memories of like what actually happened. So instead, uh, you know, we've been spending some time like just talking about the tournament and you know, kind of reminiscing a little bit. Uh, and some of the things that stuck out that I completely had forgotten about it was the week Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War came out. I was staying by a movie theater and was stoked we got to see that. Went to like a late <laughs> showing of that. Um, you know, little things like that. I remember I got there early, had to change hotels on Monday to Tuesday, like I had to jump across the street. What, wait, what um, happened with your first hotel? It was nothing. I just uh, I come in early. I was trying to save money, I think, and the one hotel was only ready for that one night and if i went to the other one starting like tuesday i could i could uh i could you know save a save a bit of coin um but yeah so uh other than little that, did my, you know you little didn't did need i to. know man i could have <laughs> bought the hotels um, so uh but as far as golf game goes couldn't uh, couldn't have felt better had a little bit of doubt in in, in some things but uh, which I will explain right now. We played the Zurich was a week before Zurich is a team event. I, my partner, Andrew Putnam, one of the best dudes on the PGA tour, we played together and uh, we got a bit of a tough break. Although so did half of the field. We had to play because of a weather delay, 36 holes on Friday. And it was the best I've, I've driven the ball and hit the ball really in my life more, even better than at the Wells Fargo the following week. And, you know, I really had a good swing thought. I really had found it. Putton's okay. Nothing bad. Nothing good. Short game was, you know, not great. But the 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 general idea was, man, I'm playing some great golf. And I mean, I know Andrew said this after. Andrew didn't play awesome. Um, we hung in there. We should have played better. But both of us got absolutely exhausted on the last five. I mean, I made my worst swing of the week by far on, on, on Friday on the 17th hole, I pulled the seven iron in the water and, you know, looking back on it, I thought I did a good job of at least telling myself like, yo man, like it was the 35th hole. It's not exactly cold in, in, in New Orleans. Um, so, uh, so we, we got a bit, we were both bummed out cause we both felt good about our chances. Andrew was putting the lights out of it. Uh, I was driving it well, like we were going to be a great team and we don't get to do it. So I leave the week a little bummed that I, I miss a cut. And at that time, you know, I haven't had a ton of great finishes. I had a top 10 and like a 26, but it's not like I was rolling out, you know, good finishes, but I was playing great golf. And that's the hardest thing about golf was to remind myself and you know, that I, that just because the finishes weren't coming, but it was a little demoralizing, not making the cut when you feel like you played some of the best golf you've probably ever played. So, you know, but that, that's, that's, that, you know, that's what happens when you play 36 holes in one day. Like it just, right. it's hard to keep it, you know, as good as, as well as you're playing. It's, it's just hard to not get a little bit tired. And I did. So I go to the next week confident because I had a very singular swing thought. Um, I really started to feel like I was thinking a lot less, you know, all this stuff. What was the swing just, thought? Do you, do you remember yeah, what the swing thought was? I still work was? on it now. Um, I was really working on turning my left hip out of the way, which is something I still work on. Cause I'd like to do, I think what the smart swing people say is early extension, but I like to pop up and stand up and, what happens is, is it, it makes it a lot like a little bit of a flip at the bottom. And I had really committed to only cutting my driver to kind of help myself along this process. And this is a basically, you know, in the, in the past month or two of, of, you know, before the Zurich, this is when, you know, all the stuff I'd worked on with my coach less, like all of it started to come to a head a little bit where I felt like every week I went to a tournament, I was finally had like one swing thought and like what I, I really knew exactly how I was going to play the golf course, just as far as like where the ball was going to, how the ball was going to fly. I was going to play a cut even on certain holes when it was, it was a dog leg left. And, and, you know, maybe I picked my places to hit a draw, but for the most part, I felt like I, 
I wasn't doing what I had done for probably honestly four years in a row, which every week it felt like I would get off the plane and then have to find a new swing thought or something that would work a little bandaid, um, as they say. And this time I started to feel like we were finally getting to tournaments where we were talking less. I, I was, I was just doing what we've been doing and it felt good. So I go into Wells Fargo feeling good about that, but obviously still not so stoked that I haven't freaking done a thing, but we play practice. Round. I remember Gary Woodland stood me up on the back nine, uh, kind of just kidding. He was supposed <laughs> to play with me and there was a wait, and I had literally woke up at like the crack of dawn to play. And I turned down like other people to play. Cause I want to play with Gary. Gary's, you know, the man, um, and like just an unbelievable golfer. I love playing with, you know, the best people I could play with in a practice round. And, uh, you know, Joe is really good friends with his caddy butchie. And I remember we played by ourselves. I'm turning down games. I'm turning down like fun. And I go grind it out slow as can be. And we get to nine fairway and get, you know, we get a text from Gary or Butchie or something. And they're like, Hey, uh, you know, it's slammed on the 10th tee. We're not going to go. I'm like, I just played this whole thing by myself. Like this sucks. <laughs> so I remember that, uh, but I remember I was playing good. I remember, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of, a lot of worries about the game, but you know, you never know you're playing a big, big, big golf course. So, uh, you know, leading into it, I, I felt, I felt confident and, and it's just, it's a comfort level professional golf and golf in general. When you walk to the golf course and you have a swing thought in your head, or it doesn't have to be a swing thought. You have a shape that, you know, you're going to be able to control. You have little things. It, it just, you know how it is. You just like it, you walk differently. You, you, there's very little indecision in anything you're doing. Um, the only crazy part of the week, to be honest, was I changed from putting with a line to no line for the whole week. Joe had been kind of begging me to do it for a while. And I finally, the I line on the ball commit, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, line on the ball. I usually line my ball up and putt it unless it's a really long or really breaking putt. And we were screwing around with it on the putting green. I just hadn't really made a lot of putts, but I thought it was rolling okay. And he had always kind of pushed me to do this. I'd done it one other time when I won. It's never been something I've been able to sustain, but I go back and forth to it here and there. And I went and I remember, you know, I hadn't done it in five years. And on the very first hole, I had a good drive, good second shot, 20 feet, left it like a left myself like two feet coming back maybe. And, uh, I went no line, put it, made it or whatever. And walking off the green, Joe said, man, you must feel pretty comfortable. Cause like, you know, first hole, two feet, three feet go no line. And I said, yeah, man, I actually feel pretty good about it. And like, obviously the rest of history I had the best putting week of my life. Um, but that was the only really crazy thing. The, the game was obviously in a good spot, but it, it's nice going into tournaments and, and the venues that you really enjoy where you do have a good feel for what you're going to do. Yeah, I just wanted to run through your year in 2019 leading up to Wells Fargo. You talked about, you know, not having amazing finishes, but having solid ones. You finished T26 at the Waste Management, T10 at Pebble Beach, T37 at the Genesis, T20 at Honda. You missed the cut at Valspar, T52 in Putacana, T42 in Valero, and then you mentioned the missed cut at the Zurich. I have an aside I wanted to ask, and I, I feel like I've heard players talk about this, but you know, you're, you're, this is your podcast. So I just wanted to hear how it really works. How do the Zurich teams match up? How, how do you get a partner in that thing? Dude. So like, it's kind of, it's kind of tough because a, a lot of people will have a plan in the beginning of the year to do it. Uh, so you can have that, that angle. Uh, I, you're, you're saying before the year, you have an idea. Yeah. Like, you know, with. you hear about the team event. I mean, I did it my rookie year. I ended up not being able to play with him cause he got, uh, he had, he ended up being in a wedding, but Luke list, you know, we got the email that, uh, the Zurich's coming out and he texts me. He's like, yo partners. I'm like, heck yeah. Like let's sign, sign me up. So we do that this time around. I wasn't sure I was going to even play. Um, and then we get closer and I want to play. And now I don't know if I'm going to be in the event. So, right. 
Andrew was not going to play at all. And it ended up that Andrew didn't qualify for the masters. Like he had expected to, uh, for the top 50 in the world thing, I think. And he didn't. And then I heard through a little, I mean, Andrew and I are good friends. So I heard through like a little birdie that he wanted to kind of play. And I'd already, you know, kind of been in his ear about it, but now I was like full on like, Andrew, let's, let's partner. So it's tough. I mean, this year, this year, I didn't plan on playing this year, uh, just cause where it lies in the schedule, get like, like to Andrew's, uh, you know, original point with the thing. It was like, I'm playing the masters and I want to play, you know, the, the couple after. So it's like, that's kind of the one that's the outlier, although it is really fun. Um, so that's how it kind of works. You, uh, you pick a buddy, but it's, it's, you have it's a friend awkward, or yeah, it, it, it can be awkward if, if your friends don't want to play and you have to, you do have to ask. Yeah. I think that I think certain sponsors, but like, I mean, shoot, I had a couple people I, I had been talking to about playing. If, if the season were to start back up at the Zerk, unfortunately we didn't, but you, you know, you start to kind of make, make, um, plans, but yeah, next year, I mean, if, 2020 hindsight for these things, you should do it early. So you get the person you really want to play with. Cause you do, I think need to vibe hard together. Like, I don't think that you can just like buy on a whim, like partner with somebody and it's going to go well. I think, so. I mean, you could play well, but I, I think to win the thing you do, you should be pretty friendly. And, and obviously you want to pick somebody whose game's going to gel with your game. Who's your best personal friend on the PGA tour? Like you're like, I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, you can name a couple, but who is, you know, like somebody you text yeah. with and you hang out with away from golf? Yeah. Jo- I mean, Joel Damon, obviously, okay. uh, he's one of my best friends. Taylor Gooch is one of my best friends. Right. And, so, uh, so let's like say them, Joel them too would be the, yeah, Joel, Joel, Joel. So Joel had a partner. He was, he was going to play right. with Ryan Brem. So let's say Joel has asked you to play in the Zurich. Okay. And you guys are set. And it is the Friday before before I know where New this Orleans. is going, and I'm bailing on him as hard as okay. possible. Tiger okay. calls. I'm so, out. No, no, no. Peace, I want to go. What's the what's the cutout? What's the cutoff for ditching your buddy? Tiger's a ditch your buddy guy. Is yeah, Phil a ditch your buddy guy? Phil, I mean, probably. Okay. <laughs> Joel and I are good enough friends. Pretty much everybody's a ditcher. He would ditch me in a heartbeat. Is Rory a ditcher? Is oh, ditch your buddy guy? Rory, Rory's. A, I'm not even sending a text to Joel. <laughs> I'm just changing my name off the sheet. He's that guy. Uh, no, it, it is funny. I mean, uh, I've, I've joked around about trying to ask Tiger to be a thing, but you have that inkling in the back of your head. You know, this this year was kind of funny because I was playing really well. I was I was kind of wondering if anybody was gonna reach out and be like, "Hey, man, you've been playing really well. You know, you want to be a partner here." Um, but I was more like joking around with that in my head. But yeah, I, I don't think I'd leave Joel if Roar. I mean, dude, if the freaking top, you know, if the best player in the world asked me to play, <laughs> I'm I am just laughing in Joel's face as we as we lap them on Sunday. Like I would just be laughing. Uh, now, given that Joel would probably beat us and whatever, make me feel terrible, but uh, <laughs> all, all in good fun. But Joel would do the exact same thing. I think that's where I would cut it off. If the other guy would do the exact same thing to me, because you got to think we're already good enough friends. I know what he's. I know, I know how he thinks. I know what he's going to do. If he would leave me too, I'm leaving. Him if yeah, I, I mean, if Ro- if he calls you and goes, "Yo, Rory wants to play with me in the in the Zurich," you go, "I got it." I, I'm, yeah, I of understand course. That. I'd be like, "Why you just call him back, Facetime him more? Like, get out of my face." So you know what? You know what's interesting is is this year you are kind of the unknown pickup basketball guy that's team loses. And when the team's got four and they're waiting to see which is the fifth they're going to pick up for their team, <laughs> you are the guy. You know, you're playing guy. well. You, you've, been, you've been playing solid each and every week, you know, at, obviously until the tour went away. You are the, you are the unknown pickup basketball guy that might have got a call. 
Felt good, man. I, I was I was the fifth man of the year, I think. Where, where, where are you back. on the Aon Risk Reward Challenge list? I mean, yeah. you know, not a lot of guys what in the I top ten, bro. What I should have done is play with some guys from the that are were above me, and then and then and then, and then push then them to sabotage lay up. them. Yeah, yeah. sabotage. Be like, you don't want to go. For no, that's or a great an alternate idea. alternate shot day. I plug them in the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think that would mess me up too. I make sure that their best ball, if their best ball hole, uh, I would make sure that I like if we both had like three feet for birdie i just scoop his mark and throw it and i'd make the birdie so he didn't get the credit for it i think that would be my angle i got that's a, that's a great i see jason day was leading i think he's leading a on risk last we checked i could check it right now but at this point it's completely it's a meaningless moot point but, but it's it if jason day's doing that you pair up with him and you go you know what jason i'm i'm playing the par fives this week, bro. i got <laughs> I the got par it. fives you got all the other ones we're good to go so you have a good swing thought. You change up a little bit of you a little bit of something in your putting. Wait, you I got I got I got to go back. I love the idea that if I'm playing with Jason Day and somehow he lets me be on his team, I have the the balls to tell him what holes I'm playing. You're like, the I think auto I just alpha? follow. Yeah, you you just follow what Jason Day <laughs> says. I think is is the is the way you even be his partner. Hey, Jason, listen. I know listen, you call. Buddy. I know. I know. I called you. But listen, here's the deal. I'm playing the risk reward. I mean, he won there. Like he's won that tournament in an individual. I mean, I probably shouldn't be shouldn't be telling him where I think I would my hole should fall. Hey, your PGA Tour profile page from the Zurich last year. The opening round has you guys shooting 45. Now, can you explain that to me? I don't. I don't. You. I don't understand what that is. I don't Was know. It's supposed to be 70. Do we come back like Jordan wearing the four or five? You, do you understand? <laughs> no, that we did shoot 75. It, it has ball. you guys. It has you guys as minus 27 missing the cut. Damn. What a bummer. <laughs> we got, we got shafted. We totally should have made the you cut. You know what? You did. You were playing. I solid. told you. You must have been driving it great. Wrong. Uh, so you opened the Wells Fargo with 69. I've been nice. wondering what I shot for. Yeah, nice. Six, I've been wondering 69 what I shot. opening round. Par. Okay, and then just kind of ho hummy. You play well, played well. Um, was again just like Mike. My, my my issue for whatever reason, even now, like made a lot of kind of weird swings, bad mistakes uh, throughout the day. Just like you know, making you know making the most of some bad shots, but these swings are coming out of left field. And it just seemed like it was a, again, you know, coming off the Zerk, like what the heck, man? Like I'm playing better than this. Like the score, the score ended up being fine. Uh, I, I finished well. I remember I think I made a good par on 17 or something, but um, like playing better than I like. It's, it just never, it never felt easy, which is frustrating because it had been feeling easy golf. It was feeling easier, but the scores weren't like, I wasn't making it look easy, which, which is odd because you're playing Monday to Wednesday and it, it feels like cake. Hey, that's why the Zerk was, you know, being a team event stinks. I think if I played by myself just for those two days, the way I was hitting the ball, it would have, I would have had that feeling again, where I would have been stringing shots together where you play alternate shot. Your, your partner could be never missing a shot, but you never feel the satisfaction of man. I, I can't miss, you know, because you're not getting to hit the second one in a row. So um, yeah, it felt kind of, yeah. Ho-hum, but like kind of a grind like gosh like this should have been a little bit easier but still same thing felt good about a lot of stuff but this shot seemed to be coming out of out of nowhere um but yeah put it together obviously two under out there is always good and then comes friday now what's so weird is i felt like i felt like in 2020 this season it's been your saturdays right haven't saturdays been been the the dirty round yeah this was a dirty Friday round, 63 in the second round. I'm assuming 
not as ho-hummy as, as, as Thursday. Not, not very ho-hummy, but sure as hell <laughs> felt easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it was just, I, I mean, you can look at these things so grandiose when, when, you know, you look back on them and it might not have been, but it did feel like finally, like this is what has, it's been feeling like for a while, like in my head and at home, it's just like, this is easy. Like golf is easy. I'm seeing shots. I've always seen the golf course really well. I've always just like been comfortable. I've always like, we were talking about being decisive. I've always walked to tees knowing exactly what I was going to hit. But even before I played the tournament, I just see the golf shot. I feel comfortable. Finally went out there, putt. The eye, like I put the lights out of it. It was unbelievable. I made the craziest putt I've probably ever made on for par on 18, which was my ninth hole. I mean, the thing broke like six feet. It just went, and it went like right in the middle. And the middle was like the very back right side of the hole. So <laughs> it was just like, and you know, a putt without a line again, you know, and I felt freed up. The whole reason we did it was to free myself up to be more focused on making the ball go in the hole than to like roll the ball end over end have some faith in, in the, in the, you know, in the stroke and the speed started to getting really good. I had actually worked with Josh Gregory in short game that week and I was chipping well, the grass there's very easy to chip off of. And that's what I had not been doing great. Uh, you know, pretty much all last year, but leading up to it, that's what had been help, holding me back from piecing together certain rounds. Like, you know, I did in, on Thursday. Uh, so yeah, so felt good. Finally like finish and the best part of all of it. And, and I truly believe this in tournament golf, um, when you're playing like that, you need to finish it. You know, you need to finish it off the right way. You, you right. can't, you can't. And something I've done in young, when I was younger in my career was you kind of want to just be done with the round when you're four or five under on a hard golf course through 10 holes. And instead I remember I had it in my head. I'm like, this is what we've been, we've been waiting for. Do not look at this as like, oh my gosh, we like in in a in an anxious way. If we finally are doing it, like let's get off this golf course before something goes wrong. I'm like, I'm finishing this damn round. I've been doing this at home like constantly. And I remember I I birdied uh, seven and then made a long one on nine, hung on the lip and drop. And I just remember it felt good Fist in pump? so many ways. Yeah, little one, they didn't get it on TV, shocker. But um, <laughs> I, I they they I felt like so much of this was starting to like. I had known it's very difficult golf sports and especially golf is so difficult. You could feel things building. You could tell the world it's building. You could, I could tell my, I talked to my mom all the time. My coach all the time, like guys, it's close. You know, my wife, like it's getting close, getting close. And then, you know, you come out and it's like, well, where is it? Like, you can't keep shooting. You can't keep getting 37th at the Genesis, but all these things, like I've been a very self-aware person, the Genesis, again, we get a weird rain delay. I'm playing great through two rounds and I come back out after we finished the second one and we have to play, you know, 20 some odd holes. And I just came out the next day. I'm playing with Dustin Johnson. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit uneasy and I, I lose my legs just a little bit. Um, for whatever reason, nerves, uh, maybe I, not to say I was out of shape, but like, but you, know hard. you know what, you know what, Peloton, I mean, maybe Peloton, I was, bro. but like I hit two really squirrely shots I felt a little, I felt like I was out that golf course all day at Genesis. So I play like eight bad holes that like kicked me out of the tournament. And then the rest of the tournament, I played fine. I get 37. No, no, like obviously no good, but like, dang, like that we're talking about somebody who's coming, come from like the bottom of the bottom. And I'm like starting to feel like I'm in these golf tournaments. If you take out a few holes here and there. And like, I'm just talking stretches of holes. Not like oh, if I would have done this on one, I wouldn't done this on 17. Like I'm talking like, give me eight holes back just this chunk of time. So finally at this Wells Fargo, like I'm starting to feel like it's vibing and, and what I've been telling people is true. And I did believe it, um, you know, 
but you never know. You're also playing against the best players in the world. Maybe you don't, you know, missing the cut at the Zerk made me feel like, man, maybe I'm playing some of the best golf of my life and I'm still missing cuts. Maybe my stuff isn't as tight as I think it is. And that's what Friday gave me a lot of push, but then Friday night was the toughest because I'm watching. I played in the morning so I could get to watch everybody kind of, I knew I was going to be very close to the lead. I mean, shoot, we had a big gap between uh, third and like fourth. Uh, and you're waiting to see who you're going to be playing with. And obviously I'm nervous or whatever. And I get a text from Joe. I kind of stopped looking at the leaderboard and Joe says, Hey, uh, I want you to like mentally prepare. I think we're going to be playing with Rory tomorrow. If all things kind of align, I'm like, all right, cool. And like, I say, all right, cool. And in my head, I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like what? Um, so yeah. So we end up getting the pairing, but, um, yeah, that, that was a good day. 63 bogey free. Yeah. You find, you find out it's, it's Rory, you know, that evening and you know who you're going to be paired with on Saturday, which isn't a final round, but a big day. Do you know, before we get to Saturday and the weekend, do you know your low round of 2019 prior to your 63? Do you, I know you're kind of Mensa level memory. Do you, do you know what your low round was? Not of the wraparound, but of 2019. Uh, I think I shot 60. Well, I know I shot 67 at Pebble on Sunday. And I think I shot, I might've shot 66 one day at, the Phoenix Open. No, I don't think I did. I think it's no, right. 67. Nice. I did you 66? This is no, no, no. This is what I talk about. You're this is it was 67 at Pebble. I knew you. Okay, yeah. I ask you these questions not to ever set you up for failure. I ask you these questions because I know you'll remember it was the 67. So, so I mean, you you are well below your low round. Yeah, of, uh, it was of my time, my lowest ever on tour. I shot 63. I think at Sony uh in my rookie year but funny story friday night go to dinner i think i went to dinner with joe and bo hostler and uh, i don't know if you remember, remember where you this. went yeah we went to a sushi place that isn't cowfish so cowfish is the most famous cowfish pop- is good oh my god it's so good it mixes burgers and sushi and uh, it sounds and the terrible. rolls are um, awesome oh, so the burgushi man i mean it's so bomb you know what real quick cowfish if anybody knows anybody at cowfish we just gave free oh. advertising Max needs a cowfish gift card. Regardless, for the, uh, guys, I for will the go back. back. I'll pay double. <laughs> I love it. So, but we always go there, and we had gone there. I think the night before, two nights prior, saw Rory there. Not a big deal. We're big ballers, and uh, we went to. We had heard another place across the street, which I don't remember. They said it's better, and I was like, "Come on, guys, it can't be better." And they said it's better. So we, us three, go. And I remember we were at dinner, and some the, the waitress walks over and said, "Hey." Um, we just had some people ask, are you Dustin Johnson? Uh, they want to send over stuff. I'm like, as much as I'd like some free stuff. Uh, first off, I'm not, I don't really drink really during the week of a tournament. And second of all, I'm not Dustin. And these guys can't be that big of fans because Dustin's not even playing this week. <laughs> so that was a, not, not even like a, people always joke. Like, it's not like a humbling thing. It just like was a funny, like anecdote from the week. But uh, sushi was bomb, guys. Let me tell you this. It, it might, it might have, it, it rivaled it. It didn't rival the scenery, but. It rivaled the taste. I will give Max, can I give you a can I give you a, a golf doppelganger I got one time? It was it was a it was a it was a weirder moment. I know you've got Dustin a few times. You're I'm trying to, to yeah. I get you're staring at me right now. What about my, is it harder with my with yeah? My, I know uh, and I know you scrub? when you know somebody too well, like you can't. But see, Dustin, I'll give people because when I see pictures like on Instagram or something, and I and it's I'll look. I'm like, dang, is that me? And I'll click and it's Dustin. So I like <laughs> it's good because I even <laughs> notice it. But you you I, get yourself mixed. Up. I get all excited, man. I'm like, oh shoot, somebody took a picture. Nope, nope. No. Oh, oh, this brand posted about. Oh no, it's Dustin. Yeah, like I, like some golf was playing today and i was like oh man they are playing the 20 oh they're not playing in 2019 it's a different one <laughs> so uh, so us open shinnecock week uh you know a couple of years ago 
out to dinner with Joel Klatt and a couple of buddies. I don't even remember who it might have been. I don't think Faxon was there, but, you know, it was a few of us broadcaster types, whatever. And we're leaving. And I'm just going to let people know, <laughs> I don't get noticed ever, <laughs> ever, because I don't not really, You're not I'm not TV. really a person. Your voice is on people, TV. I'm not really a person that people know what they hey, look like. Hey, are you like. that guy from the radio? <laughs> yeah, are you the guy that does the thing? And so this guy comes out of the restaurant and he's like, hey, man, uh, good luck this week to me. And I was like, well, that's really cool. Now, I'm with Clat. <laughs> now, I'm with Joel Clat, who I'm, like, loving this, right? Because I'm getting noticed yeah, and Joel's, Joel's not. Guy, Joel's yeah. 75,000 times more famous than I am. And so <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Okay, right. I go, ah, oh, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. And he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, going for another. And I'm like, what? Did and he goes, yeah, man. Brooks? I thought I was Brooks Kapka. Nice. What Dude, a compliment. You, hey, you, you, you would, you're in like the top two strongest professional golfers. He's obviously <laughs> I, <laughs> one of the strongest professional golfers. So I, anyway, I get it. It, was the, it was a compliment I've never received before. And it really, I thought it really carried me through the week. So it's I just want to share. He's a handsome dude. I mean, you and I top five one. in the world doppelgangers, bro. I really like this. Uh, so that was, that was my, hey, I don't want to interrupt your story. Cup, we're Ryder Cup partners. You man. and I should be partners in the Ryder yeah, Cup. We'll yeah. just show up and see if they let us play. Just yeah, get, no, dude, guys, it's that, us. It's us. We're going to go in. That's um, like the guys so, that go, like, do you remember the Dre or no, the Clay Thompson doppelganger that would go to Warriors games yes. and dress up and we could do that i'll get the fit i'll get somebody to tech i'll get like xander to tell me what they're wearing and then we'll get the outfits and stroll through i'll use my pga badge to get on the grounds and then we'll just see how far we could get to the first tee you're gonna have to help me with the shirts to have them like <laughs> yeah, we'll tightened around tight. the bicep so like sure you're does. doing some serious curls <laughs> i'm just so up. many curls yeah you're gonna be getting uh, hey you said you said rory you and rory eat at the same places do you think no, last no, year place, Wells Fargo singular. Do you, think, do you think Rory last year at the Wells Fargo also did the change hotel budget move or no? Uh, no, I think I, I don't think that that was the thing for. Her. I just remembered a new another story. Holy cow, this all coming back to me. Kelly James that week was there performing. He invited like five or six of us to go to dinner at Del Frisco's, uh, which is like a pretty nice steakhouse. I usually don't do that. So we go. The crew was sick. Gary Woodland was there. I had mentioned how he had stiffed me on uh, <laughs> on the practice route. We were joking. He was also eating uh, with some other people, his wife and his agent. They were e- eating upstairs. They must have a private room. We were downstairs with normal people. It started a to make pre-major sense. major win, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it started this is, to make sense is... why Gary was, you know, about to win. I mean, the guy's as cool as they come. But, yeah, we went, and I remember the, the waiter uh, was talking about, hey, if any of you guys win this week, uh, you got to come back and party uh, here on Sunday, we'll shut it down. I'm like, our, you know, all of us were like, oh, yeah, oh, sure, sure, sure. And like after on like Monday, I, I end up being, spoiler alert, I win this golf tournament. But uh, after after I was like, dang, I didn't go to Del Frisco's. And then I found out Joel went and did no what way. I was supposed to do. And I was so mad. But that was another <laughs> funny one. When you look back at all these things, I'm sure that happens a lot of weeks where you're like, yeah, if I, you know, sure, we'll do yeah, this. if I win, but I'll do it. This yeah. one, I finally was like, I remember that. But yeah, so yeah, so Friday night, go to bed. I'm nervous as could be uh wake up is it, is it the most nervous you've been for a for a non-final round in your life would you say yeah for a non-final round for sure um although friday at pumpkin ridge i will say i, I was really nervous and I, I mentioned this in the press conference after on sunday but like i thought about it a lot so saturday wake up where i was staying um i could walk to a whole foods and and Every morning I had an afternoon time. I don't care if you're in the lead or not. Like killing time is hard, like for golf tournaments. If you have like the two o'clock tea time, which I had, you know, people that from my category that I was on last last year, we get 
we're in the last way, last part of the each wave. So I'll play at nine 30 and I'll play at like two. So what do you do all day, man, till two? Like, I don't even go to the course till like maybe two hours before my tea time to eat lunch. So I need to eat something. I need to move around. I've, I've noticed that when I, when I just sit in my bed and I'm not moving my legs, it's just like, you know, it's good rest, but like my body isn't, isn't getting very activated, whether I need to work out or whatever, I need to at least walk around. So I would be, was going to whole food. So the Saturday I woke up, didn't, you know, I slept fine actually, but I didn't like, I didn't sleep in and I was like, all right, I, I'm going to just start moving around. I'm going to start acting like, you know, at least start getting my body feeling like it's just another day. I go get food, whatever, finally get to the golf course feels like forever. But this is the part I mentioned. I driving to the golf course. I was nervous, man. Like, nervous nervous but i've really thought about what you're saying like have i been like this before on a saturday and i'm like man like you did this on a friday one year ago and if you didn't if you would have not if you would have failed you would have i i honestly don't know where i would have would be right now like i truly don't i'd like to think i'd have been back but it would have been another two years at least for people that don't know do you just expand a little on pumpkin just just so people know what you're talking about i played on the corn ferry tour and this is the year after i lost my card it was the web tour at the time and i had lost my card and i had had a again like i know i probably say this a lot um but i had had a year where i felt like i was getting better but i was coming from some dark places with my golf swing and as a work in progress and you have to play your way through it blah 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 i'm always on like the kind of the cut line of keeping your card for the next year on the web uh which means that you also go to the playoffs with the chance to get your pga tour card which is top 75 I was, all year i was inside it but wasn't doing myself any favors bad finishes on sundays uh not really helping myself well, i get to pumpkin ridge last regular season event of the year i'm like 67th on the list or something like that and uh, i played like crap on thursday like no birdies like just trash golf um, not really sure why I'm hitting the ball well on the range. And then I get out on Friday and if I miss this cut, I, I, I didn't think that I would lose it, which I found out I would have, but I didn't think I would lose my card. But if I do, I have to go to second stage of Q school the next year, but I came out, didn't make another birdie until my freaking 11th hole the next day. So it's like 28 holes. Maybe I made one birdie. I'm not sure, but it was like nothing. And I, I played the last, uh, eight holes in uh, five under. And I birdied my last four holes that day to make the cut found out at the end of the week, I would have lost my card by $92 been back in Q school. And like I said, I would have absolutely no idea where I am today. Uh, so driving to the golf course Saturday morning, you know, I'm about to play one of my favorite golfers in the world, uh, play with him. I have a big lead on him. I'm up a few, but, uh, I'm in the second last group. So take both those things, uh, by themselves individually. And, and I'd be nervous as can be put them together. And I'm like, I've just never been in either of these positions at all. I'd never, I'd fortunately, fortunately, fortunately play with Dustin Johnson for 36 holes at Riviera that like very recently, because that was my first, like not starstruck, but my first time playing in front of a lot of people, uh, playing with somebody who is like going to be one of the best players ever. Um, in Dustin, handsome too, super, handsome, super handsome. Uh, I mean, God, he's so handsome. He looks just like this other handsome guy. I know too. Uh, so, that help, but like I'm, I'm just in a. I mean, it, you're, 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 a, like over your skis. Like you just don't right. know what to expect. And I drove to that golf course and just was beating it in my head. I'm like, these Rory. Like I was telling myself, and whether he does or doesn't, it doesn't matter. But I was just telling him, Rory doesn't know nerves. Like you know nerves. Like you know them. Like. <laughs> Like R- Rory's biggest issue in my head, like I'm, I'm making him this villain in my head, which he's obviously not, but I'm just like, he's had everything. Like he's never had to go back to the corn fairy tour. He's never had a birdie the last four. You know who has like you have, you have, and I'm just telling myself in my head and 
like grand scheme of things, this is who I used to be when I was like a pretty bad dude in college, like with golf. Like I could, I liked playing against Justin Thomas and I liked fake making these fake things that I'd make up in my head that like made me want to beat him. You know, like that's who I used to be. And I was kind of getting that back. And like, it was kind of foreshadowing, like how I've started to feel a little bit more lately, but it's like, you give me, you give me Rory for a year and I, I don't do a great job of, of, breaking it down like this and i get a little more nervous if you if you told me for a year you versus me versus rory uh fedex cup points i'd be pretty intimidated but and i need to get better at that but what i what i've been good at in my life is you give me me and rory one day and i love my chances like i'll do that every day so it's just like trying to get better so i'm finally in this position it's like well you've been preaching this man for a while um you know your golf game went away but we found out that the brain is still there and uh, i got on that you know, I was nervous. I, don't get me wrong. Not to mention you're in the second last group. Like I said, these things are both, both nervy things. If I was playing with Rory in 35th place, I'd be nervous too. So for the first time. So yeah. So lo and behold, I get to the putting green after, you know, our warm up, And uh, I used to, you know, you got usually get to the tee anywhere between like, you know, five, 10 minutes before. And, and, you know, I'm usually pretty quick there. And Joe mentioned, and this is again, just, I can't say this enough. Having Joe on the bag, who is a veteran caddy, who's won before, who's been to president's cups before who's played with all the best players in the world before caddy for one of the best players in the world before, like having him was so helpful. Cause it's just experience. I don't know anything that I'm about to get myself into. And he said, do not get to that tee as early as you normally do stroll up late. He's like, you don't want to sit there for five minutes and wait until Rory comes and you're going to hear a lot long round of applause. So I'm like, dude, Great point. So I get there late. I and mean, it was Rory's, Rory's birthday, right? Yeah, yeah. And I did not know that. Well, I kind of knew that part. didn't know what was going to happen. So yeah, I hit the tee shot and I freaking had jelly legs and I rope just pumped one down the fairway <laughs> and I get like, you know, like this much applause. Uh, <laughs> not a lot. Um, and then, you know, Rory goes up to hit, they sing him happy birthday before he hits. And all of a sudden I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? And they did it like <laughs> nearly every hole I played, but you know what? I loved it because First of all, Rory is such a good dude, and, and he didn't build it up. He didn't – like, we even asked him on a hole. He's like, do you like this, man? Like, it's been eight holes of happy birthday. Like, it's a lot. And he's like, you know, he likes showing – so I'm sure he loves the support, but, like, it, it's a lot. It's overkill. And, uh, you know, he's, he's probably looking out for me a little bit in the sense, like, this is super – not super, but, like, it's disrespectful to me. Like, I'm trying to win a golf tournament just as much as he is, and it's it's kind of like I'm not there. But, man, the, didn't that give me some freaking – chip on my shoulder some swag because again it goes back to like if you're gonna take down goliath and in this time it's weird because goliath isn't even winning the golf tournament he's just in my group like we had a big lead on him but if you're gonna take down the goliath you better find some some something in you that's gonna make you kind of want to like spite everybody it just became like everybody against me and i just wanted to like i was everywhere i walked i'm like yeah you could keep cheering for him keep singing baby keep singing because this is not the happiest birthday he's gonna have like that's what's just like going through my mind we're gonna take a quick break and be right back with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How do you not 
in that moment, how do you not make it you versus Rory and get too caught up in that, forgetting about everything else? Because like you said, you were in the penultimate group. I mean, you weren't even in the final pairing come come the weekend on Saturday. So, I mean, A, I mean, two questions. A, how do you make it not like that? And B, are you better if it is like that? Because it seems like, you know, I think Simmons always talks about chip on your shoulder guy. It seems like maybe you being chip on your shoulder guy is a good thing, right? I mean, it might yeah. bring the best out in you. So it's a, it's a phenomenal question. It, it goes in waves and, and, and where there's no right answer, I would say. But in this case, I told myself driving like, like in the morning, like, don't make it like exactly what you're saying. Don't make it you against Rory because right. Rory's got to catch me. He's got to catch Joel and he's going to catch Duff. Like we all have a pretty sizable lead on him. And the rest of the field. But I did have this weird feeling that at that time, I kept just like looking at it as me versus Rory. And I kind of thought to myself, I was like, yo, Rory's going to play good. If you make it you versus Rory and you keep it within earshot or beat him, like you're going to be in a good spot. And it, what it did was it kind of took my mind off of the leaderboard. I wasn't so worried okay. about the lead. I knew that I had touched my first lead uh, on four. Uh, like I, I had just kind of glanced at the board and I made a, a pretty tough par putt or whatever. And I was like, man, I got my first lead to myself. But I tried not to. Now, as the round went on, he was playing well, and I kind of thought to myself, I didn't really play me versus Rory, but I was I was kind of sizing it up a little bit, uh, which is, again, I don't think that's the right thing to do, um, but it, it it was just happening, and it was okay because when you're both firing pretty well, like, it's all good. Uh, but I just remember, like, little little things. I, I do remember Joe Joe pretty much for an entire year and a half had been telling me and got, got my coach to tell me, and, I, you know, we never really talked about it like this way, but I knew that that it was kind of a mental game uh, to make me feel you know, better slowly about my golf. But, you know, Joe has always told me that I'm the, one of the best iron players he's ever seen and, and one of the best long iron players. And um, he could literally drill this in my head for a long time and still does. Um, but you know, at the time, it's hard to believe that when you haven't first of all played with any of them. And second of all, I mean, I can't be like, I have zero to, I have one top 10 in like, four years. So how can I be? And I remember we got up onto six, uh, part really long part three. And, um, this is such a small sample size. And I, and I don't want people to think that like, it, it's an obvious like parallel. And I understand it's, this is kind of like a weird way to do it, but we both had it for our, me and Rory and I had mine inside him. And I remember walking off that tee. I was telling myself in my head, this is Rory's <laughs> one of the best ones. And I finally started to, it's like everything Joe had said, I finally had some tangible evidence. I'm like, yeah, you know what I am? And I remember the very next hole, I actually almost got to his drive and I went first and I hit the most beautiful high cut five iron. I, I could imagine off this little hanging lie to a back pin and it almost goes in, rolls off the green. I ended up making par and Rory hit a pretty good iron shot. No, no doubt. Probably a six iron pretty good, but I, mine was better. Like I know mine was better and he made birdie. I made par and I walked off that hole still with like chest out didn't even matter like all this stuff that joe has been saying i mean it wasn't bs like this is some true stuff and it started to really like it was like weird how like this progression is i can kind of remember it as the day went on i kept thinking to myself it almost like what everybody else would probably think like this guy's got to fall off sometime and the whole time i'm like the longer you keep me in this game and i'm gonna start to be who i used to be a little bit like i'm gonna start to be that guy nobody knows that guy here i barely remember it but joe knows that guy i grew up joe like telling me about how I was that guy and it felt cool uh, to watch it happen. And the longer I say in that game, I mean, I made a bad par on 15 Rory made birdie. And I just kept reminding myself, I'm like, like, I'm not like, 
as far as shot for shot goes, I am not that far behind this, this guy, like not, not the tournament. Like I knew I was going to be in the tournament at this point, but this guy, and it was like, that's why, you know, walking, you know, off that golf course, talking to Joe about it. It's like, uh, he beat me for the day, but I got myself into the lead. I bogeyed 18, but I got myself in the lead tied for the lead. And it was like, in, in the small scheme of the golf tournament, I hadn't done a lot. I had basically kept myself where I was. I'd lost some ground on Rory, who, you know, who is now a little bit closer to me, but at the same time in the grand scheme of like golf life, I had, I had, you know, summoned Everest and back. Cause I felt like all of a sudden everything, my, my little like team bubble people have been trying to tell me was right. And I finally started to believe you got it. to like, see it. I yeah. saw it and I believed it. And I was like, man, I'm playing with this guy who is a freak of nature. And yeah, he beat me. But like, if we broke down that round, I did, I did a lot. Great. Like, and, and, and not great for me, like great. Like I'm starting to see what great is. And I'm like, okay, you're not that far off a of great here. And it felt good. That's why like, it really calmed me down after. And that's why it was, I got lucky that Rory played well, which I mean, I guess not lucky. He does this all the time, but I got lucky that my mindset was a lot of like me versus Rory because like he, he played well and, and, and me playing Rory, like end up being a good thing because we obviously, you know, you don't play yourself out of the tournament if you're going toe to toe with somebody who's playing well. But uh, second, it was like even better because in my mind the whole day, I was like comparing myself to Rory a little bit. And I, I didn't feel that far behind him. Now, the second time I play with him in a big spot, he beat me by like 47. So, uh, <laughs> but in this, in this small spot, it was nice and it felt good. And uh, yeah, it was a mega setup thing. And then you, but then you start doing stuff you've never done before. I'm doing like, you know, press conference type stuff and all this, all this extra, you know, I got my coach calling me, asking me if he thinks I should, he should fly out. And, you know, it's like stuff you don't think of. I'm like, no, dude, like stay home. Like, and I told him, I was like, me and Joe got this. Like we got yeah. this Lacey's probably, you know, I think she had mentioned flying out. It's like, just keep this stuff the same. Like, I don't want to talk about this stuff. I don't want to talk about this. Stuff. Right. But like, there are great questions that this stuff that, that really does matter and happens. Like maybe I do want my coach there, but then I kept thinking to myself, and maybe this is a sign of confidence, but I kept thinking to myself that week really did feel like me and Joe against the world. And I felt like I've never leaned on Joe or anybody harder in my life. Like just really like relied on him. And it really felt like I have the best caddy in the world who knows everything that's about to happen. I'm just going to, it's just me and him like less, like love you, but it's, it's Joe. And I got this. Like if I warm up tomorrow and it's terrible, I almost guarantee Joe's going to say something that's going to be good. And if I warm up and it's great, I know Joe, Joe Joe's going to say something good. And that's how it kind of felt, but it was weird. All this stuff that you've never, never had to deal with, um, more text messages, more phone calls, more, you know, hoopla. Uh, it, that's, that's a lot of stuff that goes on. It's it seems like the way you're talking and discussing this, it does seem like you had a little of a an edge, a a, a little approach of uh, nobody believes I can do this. Yeah, I at times didn't believe I can do this. Yeah. I'm starting to believe I can do this. And then there was a moment where you're toe to toe with now the number one ranked golfer in the world who is, you know, has dipped his toe in the number one world ranking for the last 10 years. And you're going I can go shot for shot with this guy. I mean, you were four clear of him going into Saturday. You shoot 70, he shoots 68. But like you said, it was close. And there were times where you're doing it. You did tell me a funny story. I think you said it on the clubhouse after your win. I asked you if you were watching Rory, if you were paying attention to what you did. He did. And you told me about his drive on 18. You said it was a, you finally said he, he missed a drive, right? Yeah. And oh, by the way, no. Yeah. So Rory, like, 
you know, all, all day he had driven the ball unbelievable like he normally does. He had a one bad drive on 10, and even that was like it looks better than a, a more most bad drives. But when you play with Rory as someone who plays golf a lot, um, like, you know, I play – I see a lot of golf swings, I mean. His golf swing has like a decent amount of like reroute or whatever. I mean, it's as perfect as can be, but you still watch it and you're like – in the ball flight, you're like one of these, he's going to lose a ball way. Right. Like I know he hits a big high draw. Like everybody who hits a big high draw misses a drive way, right. At some point. Um, the only drive he had missed was like a kind of mini overhook. So 18, 18 is like the hardest tee shot in the world. And uh, (laughs) I mean, it fits him perfect, but he finally gets up there and he just pumps this thing so far. Right. And I'm like, thank you. Like, thank you. Not because I wanted to play bad, but he's human. Like I had to watch this bullshit for for <laughs> i'm gonna swear about that because it's annoying to watch but i had to watch this thing all day and it's just so aggravating and the ball goes out to the right of these trees i'm like all right fine like the guy is like a person hooks back 25 yards middle of the fairway nine iron in i'm like i hate this guy like he's just too, he's too good at this driver he's too thing. good it was so he's frustrating but i mean that's that's rory man like he it, it's the it's the beauty of of um of his golf game. It is, it is remarkable how accurate he can be off that tee with that driver as far as he hits it, man. It's a joke. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Before we get to Sunday, because I'm not sure I've ever heard you talk about that Saturday like this, how you talked about, your yeah. internal thoughts and, and what you battle with internally and and you really going up against the world in your head for what was happening in front of you. How important of all the stuff you've gone through, of the struggles, of feeling like you couldn't hit a driver on the planet, of going from the highest of highs, as you've said, to the lowest of lows with your golf game, to battling through Corn Ferry, how important for you currently in the state you're in and going forward throughout the, the next portion of your career was that Saturday playing with a guy like Rory seeing first person if it's even first person I guess it might be zero person what was it like seeing hey I'm Max Homa and this guy's got to think about me now yeah it it was it was big I mean in the in the small scheme of it it the next day I was a tenth as nervous on the first tee I mean like literally a tenth I I felt like I'd already burned all the nerves off me and yeah i mean i was nervous but it was like i was nervous for such a different reason it wasn't for embarrassing myself in front of some unbelievable golfer it wasn't for any of that bs it was for like you know all of a sudden i'm just like nervous about winning a golf tournament which is cool i mean i had done that before it started to feel a lot smaller than the day before which felt a ton bigger especially because saturday you can't win a golf tournament on a saturday you can lose it sunday it's like this winner go or winner winner don't like it whatever i mean you go that that's a cool feeling to have uh but yeah it was i think i've mentioned this part before whether it's on this or, or, or maybe the clubhouse or somewhere when you go through struggles and, and, and I truly believe this for in in any walk of life, whether it is uh, marriage, whether it is your, your job, whether it's school, when you have a big dip in, in, in your results, when you start to get better at, especially in golf, when you start to get better at the golf, you don't know if that time in the, in the dungeon beat your mental strengths. You don't know because there's no way to test them. Like, it's not like you're playing bad and also contending for wins. Like it's not like you're playing bad and also going toe to toe with the best golfers in the world. 
if if you're if you're it's in school like people who would be comfortable going into a test well you've been doing really poorly in tests maybe you haven't been preparing right well now you prepared right are is your mindset still in like being ready to take this test to give this speech to to do these things to be a better like husband or wife like you know you can you can improve but your brain still needs to like connect with that to like to to uh achieve what you need to in in like the high stress scenarios in a sunday you know with the lead so or or in a saturday with rory and all this time i had i had i had worked so hard to work on my golf game but to make sure that i kept thinking i was a bad dude somewhere in my brain like i kept trying to remind myself that's where lacy my wife came in the most handy and and uh and the most clutch and also my coach less like because this is pre joe being on my on my bag when we were uh in the beginning of the struggle or not the beginning but the middle and the back end of the struggles was anytime i would i would you know moan and, and and gripe and say i sucked Lacey was the first person like just jump on me you know make me feel better and tell me that i cannot say that stuff less was saying that people were gassing me up for no reason like i was saying with joe and and less and in the in the golf specific stuff being like you're the best iron player I've ever seen. It's like, yeah, man, like that can't be true. Like it, I know it's not, but slowly these things, so, you know, affirmations start to build. So all this time we're doing stuff to my brain to make sure that my brain is at this correct level that when the golf swing starts to get there, I'm not going to be scared of it. And that's what uh, in the, the biggest, you know, the, the most um, extreme way the Rory day was so important. Joe said, he's like, this is going to make you or break you. And it made me, and it's going to unfortunately make me, you know, for, for hopefully the rest of my career. But it was like the moment, even like the moment I'm on like the fourth hole, I'm like thinking to myself, why am I not more nervous? Like I've been more nervous on in a, in a web event on a Thursday than this, all of a sudden, like, I feel like this is what I've been supposed to be doing. And like, then I'm starting to remind myself like, yeah, man, like we've been prepping for this, but it was cool to have, to know that my head was still on. Right. Even when my swing was so like, not like it was just, wasn't functioning. Yeah. You, you never know, lost the a belief. scary feeling. I never lost the belief in it. Yeah. I never lost the tenacity. I never lost the me, like the, the thing that I think makes up me, my DNA is I, I, I rarely get super, uh, intimidated by anybody. I can, wow. You know, I can, I can have my jaw on the floor, but you still tell me like, I'll watch Rory hit a driver all day long. And it is the most fascinating thing. And I'll talk to you about it. I'll tell you how much better he hits a driver than me. I, and I, I'm okay with that, but I'm also going to play him straight up for money. If he wants to play it, like, that's me. Like that's my DNA, right? It might be stupid, whatever, but like that's who, and, and it was cool to see that that was still me on that Saturday. Cause that was a big spot for me. I mean, you're going from not just contending for your first tournament, contending for your first tournament after seeing some dark places and not just doing that. You're not just playing with any other PJ tour guy. You're playing with the guy on his favorite golf course on his birthday. Like throw more things at me, please. <laughs> I mean, it was a weird spot and it was cool to overcome it just on that Saturday, whether I won or not, the the pride Joe told me he had in me after that Saturday meant more than winning because it, I felt the same way, man. I was like, man, like this is all we've been talking about. I could, I could lose that tournament and, and I'm walking to the next tournament with as much swagger and confidence as I would have had. I had, I won it because we both started to see what, what he had been preaching a bit. So, so you get to, you get to Sunday, but I want to talk Saturday night. So yeah, that was a fun night. <laughs> you're, 
What's up? That was a fun night. I mean, God, I'm like barely sleeping. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, so what is? So I know you say you're a, you're a tenth of of the nervous on the tee on Sunday. You're playing with Duffner, right? Was that was yeah, that Duffner the last group so with Duffner. You and Jason Duffner last group. Um, Jason Duffner didn't play excellent on Saturday. He'd fired some pretty good rounds early. 68, yeah. 63. He shot seventy one. I mean, not not bad, but not anything crazy on Saturday. Uh, sa- but what what you do Saturday night? So you get done with the round. You got to do all of this stuff you don't normally do. You got to do press. Yeah. I'm assuming you got to do, do you have to do a press conference. We did like just the one where you Flash. stand on the box and it makes it yeah. look a lot. You it makes you look a lot cooler than you are. It's <laughs> a lot smaller of a stage than it, it looks on TV. So you so you do all this stuff. You get out of there. Um, you go to dinner with anybody. I don't remember. Dude, that's weird. I don't remember what I did Saturday night for dinner. I kind of I'm pretty sure because we got finished. Yeah, that's right. We got finished really late. Uh, because there was a rain delay that day when we got off of uh, there was two we got off at ten we're on ten and also after like twelve or thirteen so I we were really late so I went back and I got dinner by myself I might have gone to Whole Foods and got dinner and I was just kind of by myself so you're kind of trying to keep the phone down but also you got to talk to the certain people you got to talk to you know my parents my wife or my fiance at the time my coach like just talking but um, yeah kind of fortunate such a long day you don't have a ton of time to think about but then again i keep saying this on this podcast but experience matters wake up in the morning and i had to have i had already waited for a long time for these rounds to start twice that week i got to do it again and i just did the same stuff i'd been doing walk through okay. the hotel walked to whole foods took my time had my breakfast walked back you know did the same stuff like all the same stuff um just as far as like moving around, relaxing. Uh, but I also got to pack up my bags because I, I got to leave that <laughs> afternoon. But you're so, not a big superstitious guy, right? I mean, no, that, it wasn't superstitious. It was just like I routine. found my routine of like, you got to get up, Max. You got You can't sit on your phone. Right. We're not looking at stuff. I threw my headphones in. I just listen to music, listen to podcasts, take my mind off of the golf because it's unhealthy to think um, to think about all this stuff. You know, it, it's too much energy. So, you know, kind of displacing that energy into, into other stuff, uh, kind of calming my mind down, getting myself just to feel like me. But this is where some of the experience was good in the sense that I've been here before in my life. Like, right. I've remembered those times. So it's not like I felt like this was totally foreign. It was just foreign to how big the stage was. But I had won golf tournaments. I had been in the lead. I'd been in the final group in, in college and stuff like that. Um, never really in the in professional golf on a Sunday. But like I had been in the moment. I knew what it was going to feel like. And I knew what I needed to do in the morning, which helped a lot. Uh, it was just going to be a bigger stage the next day. But again, no bigger stage than playing with Rory, unless it was on Sunday than it was on Saturday. So it, I knew it was going to be intense, but it also wasn't going to be as as big and at this point i am in the last group so it was kind of cool knowing like you know it's the the golf tournament is going to run through me joel and, and duffner so it's like if i play a good de- round of golf like golf course is hard like you're gonna have to play some tremendous tremendous golf to catch us yeah so so you play final round uh get on the first tee you kind of roll through the first four holes four pars make birdie on five do you do you remember what what you yeah. did on five well t- i'm just gonna run it back one and two uh it was blowing like 25 out of nowhere uh for like and i was like holy cow this is gonna be a hold on and pray type day uh and i one was the hardest pin ever and duffner hit it to like four or five feet and i hit it just over the green but like an amazing shot that's like where you were leaving it i got up and down duffner misses putt and it did help me i kind of thought to myself i'm not the only one that's nervous like i felt very kind of i felt very um comfortable all of a sudden and then two i had an amazing up and down and then three i'd hit the one of the greatest shots 
I had ever hit from the pine straw fire. I missed this short little bunny birdie, but it was, it was one of those. I w- didn't walk off all that mad. I was like, Holy cow. Like I'm pulling off stuff. I don't normally, you know, that, that was felt very easy. Had an easy fourth hole, like, you know, hit on the green two, but whatever, but yeah, five, I hit a, hit a really good drive, uh, which I had messed up the day before. So it was nice hit the fairway and I had a front pin, and I had like a gap wedge. It was a perfect gap wedge. I've been playing a cut. I just had to play like a two yard cut off the left and it landed at pin high, spun it back, you know, to like four or five feet. And it was like this outside the left putt and all honestly, in most situations, it's not the one you want, I guess, for your first birdie outside the left, you know, for a righty is never fun. But I mean, I had, I had literally besides the one I missed on three, I hadn't missed a freaking putt in so long. I was like, this is so easy. <laughs> and like my distance control was still great with my irons, which has always been like, when a staple of my game and my speed was unbelievable on the green. So, so I'm like, dude, like you're not nervous. Like you can think you are, but you're not. Cause like you can tell yourself you're nervous, but my body isn't reacting like I'm nervous. So just like, keep doing whatever the hell you're doing. Then we get to seven was the only part where I wasn't comfortable. I told myself I wasn't really going to look at a lot of leaderboards. We get back there and I'm walking off six, walking back to seven green. So, or T it's a long walk, like 60 yards par five. And as I'm walking, I'm walking past me is Justin Rose and, Rory or Ricky or somebody. And I'm like, what the hell are these guys doing here? There are two groups in front of us. And I'm like, oh my God, we have like a 30 minute wait on this tee. And I get back there. And the only time I glance at these, and not the leaderboard, but their scores was it's Joel and Pat Perez. And all day I'm thinking Rory's coming, Rose is coming, Fowler's coming, Sergio's coming, Perez is coming, Duffner's coming. And I mean, Joel and I have talked about this. I never really thought of him as an issue and he never thought as me as an issue. And I see Perez is a lot over par early and Duffner was over par and I'd seen Rose and he hadn't done anything. And whoever was in his group on blanking hadn't done a lot. And it's me and Joel. And we both talked about how comfortable we all of a sudden felt. Cause I'm like, he thought the same thing about me. I could be max. And I thought I could be Joel. Like we play together all the time. Like this is not nearly as scary. And that was a weird big moment. Also, like not the best because sitting back on that tee for freaking what felt like three hours was obviously not ideal. So you birdie the seven, you birdie the par five there. Yeah. Great. Oh, I forgot to say that part. This was another huge moment. Uh, the night before Saturday night, uh, I JT texts me and, and for people that don't know, uh, JT and I, uh, good buddies. Like I, I, we just like both came through at the same time. We actually used to hate each other. Now we like love each other. He's always like my little brother. That's just been like significantly more, uh, successful than me. Um, but I think he's like one of the most, like the most genuine great dudes there is. So he, uh, has always been, you know, it's all, all also awkward at times when your peers and like one of you is just considerably more like established. And he, he obviously is, um, but he'd always done a, such an amazing job. And I don't know if he listens, but like, I do thank him a lot just for keeping me his friend. Because I, I, when I was in the doldrums, like you have a friend like JT who's like one of the best golfers in the world. And you feel kind of like you shouldn't be able to associate with him because he's so cool. And he would keep me in that loop, which was cool. But he texts me, he goes, Hey man, like good luck tomorrow. Like he said something like something, a little bit of like a, a um, advice, but not a lot. I said, thanks. And I just texted back. Thanks man. Like you, the man or whatever. And I, t- and I sat there for like 30 seconds. I was like, screw it. I said, ask him, ask him a freaking question. I said, any advice? Like, I was like, you've won here in a major, like he won the PJ there. I was like, you got any advice? And he sent me back this long thing. And he said, winning's a lot easier than you think it is. You do not need to force it. Just go do you and you'll be fine. And I remember I got to that seventh hole. I hit a, hit a, actually a pretty good drive. Wind almost blows in the water. It looks way worse. Once I get down there than I thought, I thought it might be in the right side of the fairway. Ball's way below my feet. And to this day, I know I can hit the shot. It's like a slice six iron. 
but like ball way below my feet. It wasn't really worth it. Joe mentions, he's like, let's lay this thing up. And I just like slapped me in the forehead of JT's text where he said, you don't need to do anything special. Like basically don't be an idiot and trust your golf game. So I laid it up. And I mean, everyone in the world would have laid that up most likely, but you know, you have that inkling, but it hit me. And not only did I lay it up, I hit a, you know, another safe wedge. Don't take on too much with the wedge shot. Like hit it to 15, 20 feet. You know, I'm not trying to make birdie or not. No, I'm not trying to make birdie, but I'm not trying to like be a hero all of a sudden. And I hooped this like 15, 20 footer. And I did give that one a fist pump. And I just remember I was like, all this stuff starting to make sense. What he said, what Joe's been saying, like, there's like, they, they, you know, I get it. And it felt good to do something smart that you listen to from a major champion and, and one of the best in the world and be like, yeah, man, like, you got like, I feel like I had all this stuff in my corner, you know, like I was like angels in the right. outfield, like everything everyone's saying, I'm finally starting to grasp. And of course it's right. Cause I have like the coolest friends there, there, like there could be. And, and so that was a big birdie, um, you know, just because like it, 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 I knew I was in the probably close to the leader in the lead at that point. And like, I'm just, I'm, I'm starting to really like listen to these things. People have been telling me that I have not really listened to much in the past. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say it feels like a perfect storm because, of course, there's a weather delay and that would be a little too on the nose. But, you know, <laughs> you, you, you start off you start off solid. I mean, you're two under through seven. You par eight and yeah. nine. No when bogeys did, and not a lot of stress, which was good. When did the horn blow? So the horn blows on 14. Uh, so you, you birdie 10 and 11. So, so, yeah, that was so you make, I mean, you make you make two big birdies on 10 and 11. Where's What's the lead at? Do you know what the lead is no. at this point before and after you walk off? Had a pretty 11? good feeling it was between me and Joel, be- just because I had seen that board. And on okay. nine, I didn't birdie eight, and they moved it up drivable. And I didn't birdie eight, missed like a kind of a short putt. And I was pretty not mad, but I was like, gosh, like you know, I you know everything seems bigger in the moment. But I was like, God, that's not good because not you know the rest of the golf course is impossible. So nine, um, <laughs> I'd hit the fairway, and I'm waiting for Joel to putt. And Joel does his classic where he hits a putt and immediately starts walking like he missed it, and it goes in, and he does his whole like. You know, whatever his BS, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Joel just made par. Well, I find out later that that was for bogey, so I didn't know that. So I, I'm assuming we're still pretty close to each other. You know, even maybe he's one up, maybe I'm one down, but we're very going to be close. Then on 10 T, we have a wait, and I'm watching a screen on the green of 10 and Justin Rose misses a birdie putt. And I'm thinking, all right, well, 10, like that's kind of your shot for a while. I mean, you could make birdies on other ones, but that's like the good shot. I'm like, that's interesting. So now it's starting to feel more and more like it's me and Joel. Um, you know, I get to, you know, play 10. I do birdie 10 and 11. I hit a, you know, really, really, really bad bunker shot on 10, but I left it below the hole uh, and, and made like a putt, just kind of how the week went. I putted unbelievable. And then 11 hit a really bad tee shot. I've been struggling to draw it. It's one of the few holes you really do have to turn on besides 18. Uh, but, you know, I got lucky. I missed it left of the bunker. Again, at this point, I'm just trying not to make bogeys. Like, I, I'm in a, I know I'm in a pretty good spot. I haven't looked yet, but I'm in a good spot. Hit a really good nine iron um, and then made a great putt. But, the, yeah, horn blows on 14. You could see it coming in. So, it's like you're kind of waiting for it, which helped a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, hit uh, laid up. I played up on 14 every single time and hit a terrible wedge shot. Like, I'm trying to hit this thing, anything like 15 feet right of the pin, 10 feet right of the pin and have it spin left. And I pull it and it's like, I pull it. I mean, it's at the pin, but like, you can't be left because left runs off the green and possibly in the water. Now I pulled it just slightly enough where it wasn't like hooking, but I saw it when it spun. I'm like, Oh my God, it's in the water. Like you dumb, dumb person. Like we just got through so much hard golf without any mistakes. You just pulled it in the water and I get up there. And of course it stayed up. Like, you know, I saw the ball mark, 
you know, I'm trying to tell myself I didn't get that lucky because I'm trying to keep myself positive, but I don't think I did because where the ball landed, if it would have gone in the water, that would have been horrendous break. But I hit a pitch and now you could feel the rain about to come. Like it's getting very dark and I hit this chip and it just gunned it a little bit and it runs by five, six feet. And now horn blows market. I look at it and we have to leave and it is raining so hard. And I'm all of a sudden, like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Like, so I know, th- I, I know I'm in a good spot. Cause I'm, I think four under, yeah, four under through that many holes. And, and I mean, it just couldn't be worse timing. I mean, I was going to say worse timing. You had, you had a, had you had a moment through 13 holes into 14 that would have been a worse moment for the horn to blow than having a six footer for par? No, because I'd had, I had made a really good par putt on a, on the whole prior 13, but that par putt wasn't very hard and it didn't feel like a bad hole so much because like that hole, I had flared a seven iron, a bad seven iron, but like I left it on the correct side of the hole. I hit a pitch up. That was a good pitch. Like it just felt like you were in the rhythm of, of course, you're going to make this five footer. Like right. you did everything right. I mean, you, you hit a bad seven iron, but like nothing went wrong. Whereas fortunately, I felt like I was doing a lot of stuff dumb, like pulling a sandwich pitching it too far. Like these things weren't very hard shots and I was kind of making a mess of it. And maybe that, I guess in that regard, the the delay was kind of a good thing, but no timing wise, pressure wise, it was the worst time ever because you're also about to step into the gauntlet of the last, you know, three holes of, you know, quail hollow, which are the hardest three holes in a row to end any golf course. So it's like, no, this, I don't want any bad vibes, especially because if you come out, you make that bogey, it feels like you're in a new round of golf where you're not playing well, where I am playing well. Like even, I mentioned this, even if I, uh, uh, I think in my press conference, even if I would have missed that putt in that moment, if there was no weather delay, I would have been still in the vibe of, dude, you are playing some great golf, but instead now, like I'm starting a new day kind of, so no, uh, not there. Not, not ideal. You're saying, you're, you're, wait, what was there any moment personally during the weather delay? You know, you, do you, do you know, do you look and see where you're at? I mean, I'm assuming you did. I'm assuming it's impossible. No, I not. didn't. You and didn't. Then I, no. And then I finally, I did an interview with Amanda. I told her, do not tell me the score, please. Uh, didn't, I sat by myself, didn't ask anybody anything. I, I called Lacey. I said, don't tell me one thing about the golf. She said, okay. And then I walk into the practice range and I finally said, you know, I felt like I, like I, I said before, I felt like it was me and Joe against the world. And I said, Hey, do you know where we're at? And he laughed. He goes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, should I know? And he's like, sure. And I was like, all right, what is it? And he goes, you were three up. And I'm like, Fuck. okay, <laughs> like, cool, man. Like, this is my golf term. I know that. What'd you think? Work. What'd you think you were like, like before he told you three up, what'd you What's think weird you were? Is you I remember? never really thought about it. I thought I might be one or two, but I never really thought about the number. I just knew I was playing so well that I was going to be, I was leading the golf tournament. There was okay. no way I'd seen enough. There was no way anybody was four under. And I knew one of the guys who had to be playing with me and he wasn't. So it had to be Joel. And I knew Joel wasn't cause I'd seen him, you know, make par nine par and 10 or whatever it was. Like I knew that he couldn't be, but I never really like broke it down. So this gave okay. me the time to break down. Now I have a three shot lead. And all of a sudden I'm like, this is your golf tournament to, to win or lose. Like this is, there's no, nobody can take this from you at this point. Like this is yours. You're giving it to somebody or you're holding on to it, which was a weird feeling. So you knocked the putt into 14, which I think you've talked about is, is one of the bigger, moments of your career is that fair to say Just, yeah it's I mean, the coolest thing I've, i mean it's the best it's the best feeling in the world you you I, I made the putt and i walked off and i won the golf tournament there was okay at that point that there's no there's literally nothing if i can do that there was not one shot coming in i don't care how hard that golf course is there's not one shot coming in that's scary enough to beat me because that's as bad as it gets isn't it isn't it so wild that this sport and i mean maybe tennis is like this you and i wouldn't know maybe basketball is like this i don't know but it 
it's so crazy that a five foot putt. Yeah, isn't that five weird? Five foot putt on on holes that are four ninety and five fifty and six twenty yeah. and stuff like that. With water it's a everywhere. five. Yeah, water everywhere. Roughs brutal. You know, slick greens. It's a five foot putt that a guy that is one of the best players in the world rest rest his hat on every yeah. night. I mean, it's, it's just weird. so wild that golf does this. A five a, footer teaches you more about what's inside of you than what's outside. I think, um, especially when you're playing well, because when you're playing well, it was a pretty straight putt. Like I, I had a plenty of time to read it. I wasn't going to read it wrong. It was like, man, you make the you miss this putt and some something's not screwed up with your stroke. Something's screwed up. You know, I've proven that day I could putt it. Uh, some screwed up maybe on the inside just a little bit. The nerves are going to get the better of you. And then all of a sudden it, it, that's what's so cool about golf and sports. Like it, you could, it's a serious fork in the road and they go the opposite direction and you got to pick one. One of them's got to happen. And, and you know, I, I did the good side of this and all of a sudden I walk off that tee thinking I won this golf tournament. I do the bad side of it. And all of a sudden I'm like, man, maybe are, are you, are you not controlling your emotions, your temper, your, your nerves well enough? And, and, you know, obviously I, I fortunately did. And I walk off and it's like, Dude, I mean, then then I just this started, is mine. Like, it was it was yours. It was your swagger. championship. Yeah, it was mine. I hit the tee shot again. Tee shot fifteen was the only other tee shot. Eighteen, I knew if I had any kind of lead, I could play that hole however I wanted to because I know it didn't fit my ball flight. But uh, I at that point I knew I wasn't going to have a, you know, I didn't think I was going to have like a one shot lead or be tied. Like, but fifteen was an awkward tee shot just because I like to cut it and you have to kind of cut off the water. But it's like you if you double cross you in the water. But it's again it's a pretty easy par five. And I ri- that was the best drive I hit all day. I didn't really drive the you know drive it great on s- Sunday for sure. I drove it so down there. I left the tee. I'm just like but pimp step walking off the tee. <laughs> Me and Joe start talking about Max Muncie hitting a home run. Like we are so far removed from the nerves of this all of a sudden. And you just start feeling like, man, this is just fun. And yeah, I mean like, you know, birdied 15 now. I mean, it, it just started to be, it, you get to play the last three holes with almost, I mean, you have pressure, but like I, I, I aimed it right on 16, tried to fly the bunker. I missed it a little and it just, you know, stays in the bunker, but I get to play that hole for kind of bogey. As long as I had a par putt, I've been happy. 17 hit a bad, not a bad. I hit, honestly, that's the other thing, like getting to play these holes like this. I didn't have to take on the pin. So I just missed it just right of the green Hit a mediocre, but safe chip shot, make another great putt. And I'm sitting on 18 with three shot lead. And it's like, you can't possibly screw this up. So it was like, you know, it, it, all, all that goes into it as hard as those holes are. I made. that's why putts on 14 are so important. That's why birdies on 15 are so important. That's why, that's why 14 meant so much to me though, for real is because it makes those last three holes so freaking easy. Because you, those are the hardest holes ever for sure. But like, I had to make bogey on all of them. Like, I can make. If you tell, if you tell me I can make a five on all these holes, I'll make a five on all of them. But if I have to make a birdie on all of them, that's when you start making sixes and sevens because you have to. I never had to take a shot on, and I, I, I pulled off the up and downs, and I pulled off the tee shot on eighteen. But like, the hole's hard because when you're pressing to to beat it, it's gonna it's gonna beat you. What's uh? So you win the Wells Fargo. Congrats, yeah. by the way. Thanks, man. Good way. Pretty sweet. <laughs> Wish I could celebrate it today. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, I got, I got gifs. I got gifs on my phone. If you want to watch them to you after. Uh, you, great, great fist pump. Great reaction. One of my, one of the best. Re- I mean, it's a reaction that made commercials. So you know, it's a good reaction. You know, I mean, it, it was doesn't on make the, the replay, but it makes yeah, can't make the replay. But well, it use will, me as it advertisement. Be. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. We know what's happened since. I mean, you played some unbelievable golf in 2020, and I feel like you're at a place now where maybe that badass Max you were searching for when you were out on that 
golf course with Rory. You know, I'm a, I'm a badass. I know I am. I know I've been my whole life. I feel like that guy's come out more in 2020 than maybe he has since college, and it's been fun to watch. What was the coolest surprise that comes with a victory, and what was the most random thing that you had to do now that you're a PGA Tour winner? I mean, if, if it might have been, it might have been the day of, it might have been Sunday, you know, at Quail Hollow, or it might have been a few months later. But what was the coolest thing that that happened from that victory? Um, that's, I mean, it's just a whirlwind. I mean, just being able to experience like the press conference stuff that happens after you're getting driven around by some cool police officer, <laughs> you know, you're getting, you're getting dropped off at like all these little things, you know, are you like cracking a beer on the way? Like, are you waiting? Uh, the, the when did they give you a the, beer? The tournament people were like feeding them to me as we went. No I did way. my okay, first good. press conference without it. And then as we're going, you know, you do a toast to the volunteers and to the members. Uh, I was filling mine up with with beer, not with champagne. Uh, I'm just doing whatever I can to start drinking. I guess start celebrating. But you do a lot of stuff. You know, Joe does his his toast. We do some Q and A stuff. But you're doing all the stuff, all, all all these things, and it's like this is really cool because you start to really uh, appreciate, maybe appreciate so much more how many people are involved in a golf tournament, how many people. Uh, it it, uh, it runs through that's what makes me actually so sad about this tournament not being able to be played this year and and, and to all the other ones is i know how many people are, get excited for it and how many people put so much time and energy into it but i finally got to see that um they treat you like a king i mean we sat in the locker room i sat with johnny harris who's like king of charlotte basically and he's telling stories we're talking about going to augusta playing me him and joe uh all this cool stuff signing like flags drinking and then i'm like oh shoot like all these things are to hit me i'm like dude i got my bags i don't have a place to stay and i have to return my rental car tonight <laughs> they like return it for me you know like you know joe drives me back to his house i mean it's you don't have like, to go to avis i'm like a, like i felt like like this like i don't know i felt like rory i guess rory i don't know i felt so different than i normally would feel like it was just cool and they were so nice and and it was it was also equally cool to see Joe got a trophy and like got just like a hero's welcome back to all of it was sweet. My some of my friends, you know, Joel Stay gave me a big hug. Like that's always it's always, you know, fun to to battle with your friends. But obviously one of you got to win and you can't you can't be luckier than I am to, to have a friend like Joel who is just so happy for you. And I would have been, too. But I mean, he is he's a, like a, just a stand up dude. So getting to see him, he obviously goes and parties at Del Frisco's. I go back and try to get as drunk as I can as fast as I can didn't work uh, yeah then fly back in the morning so I don't know what the weirdest thing was I the press the press day you got to do for like interviews after you win like the Tuesday you get home I mean I my agent it was probably the first time he actually had to like really work uh, for me because I never had, to, had any of this done but he's texting me you know a full schedule of like at eight you got this at nine you got this at ten you got this I mean I went on with Jim Rome when the jungle or whatever and it was wild uh so it's stuff like that's the weird stuff you don't really think you know you don't think of that stuff it's it's all odd you got to eat a, you got to eat a TP on Wednesday you I, know, we had TP on Wednesday which is so fun because then you, you go back and it's like it was like do you feel different I'm like no nah, man like I still think we're all like the same people like, we I played see my same friends well we, oh, we played golf I, at Phoenix we played Phoenix Country Club on Wednesday and you and I played Phoenix maybe two months prior. Nobody <laughs> cared that you were there. No offense. Yeah, yeah. No, no time, offense. There's taken. dudes on the balcony taking yeah, cell phone so photos weird. of you on 10T. But like it could all change so fast. And I and I hope if there's a young kid or something sitting out there and he or she is trying to be a professional something or other. I swear to God, I will I will smack you <laughs> emotionally if you 
ever become the person who gets some sort of, you know, accomplishes something and then turns on the people that are like that, that are their best friends. Because it's like, I've had so much more fun being friends with the same people. Like we were talking about today in my group chat. I, t- I talked to you every day where they, like, they were telling me where they were. Like they sort of where they were when this happened. It's like, yeah, man, like, do you want to be friends with these new people who like didn't know all the stuff you went through? Like that was fun. So, well, yeah, we go home and we do the same junk. We always do. We go to TP and we play, you know, Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's easy. It's like, it's so, I don't know that that's the fun stuff is like not, you know, then you go back at a tournament, just like you normally do. And then someone's going to win the next week, man. And you're no longer going to be the cool guy that just won. Like right. you're going to be the guy who can't win the second time. It happens very, very fast. Uh, I remember, I, I remember distinctly remember <laughs> we teed off on 10 at Phoenix oh, that God. day. So this I must've been Wednesday. <laughs> you hit a good drive. You hit a okay second. You hit like 35 feet Yeah, and you make it right in the middle and you look <laughs> at me and you go, Still, Still got it. <laughs> that it was, was kind of funny. It was Golf a nice gets roll. easy every once in a while. <laughs> the, put, the putter did not cool off on the no. flight back. Uh, that, you know what? We had a lot of stuff planned today for the podcast. I I really enjoyed that. I, I mean, I I, I love. Too star for one long, but that was no. I I, I thought cool. it was we great. Had so I, I hope golf for so long. <laughs> I hope people. I hope people enjoy listening to it. I mean, I I was I was on the edge of my new office chair seat yeah, because of, seat. of this. Um, I know, I know. I didn't want to bring up this year. I didn't want to bring up the bummer of of not being able to go back. And I know it's not going to be a quail next year. Uh, it's a golf course that hosts big events. I can only assume that's got to be something you're excited about because if and when you get a chance to play in a major or a team event or whatever, there, it's going to be a place. Every time you get there, you're going to feel like you can play well at. I mean, it seems like I feel like that golf course more than a lot on tour. It kind of picks the players that it wants to play well there. And you know, you mentioned Rory's guy. Jason Day, JT, those guys have all played well there, but it's a golf course that you really, really like. Yeah, I think it's like a big, it's a big ballpark. Um, par, uh, par 71, um, you know, not kind of the modern day difficult golf course, not ultra demanding off the tee, but you sure as heck better be in the, in the fairways or at least with the right angles. You're going to hit a lot of long and medium iron or mid-length irons. Um, you know, obviously the, the green com- complexes are, are, complex enough um interesting holes but I, I feel like you get a lot of good winners for multiple reasons um one you know the the staff does an unbelievable job at the tournament two uh you know the field is always good because of that because they love the golf course you're going to get these guys who go like a rory like a justin rose like a ricky fowler like a, you know anthony kim won there too like where where people want to go and three, just because it is, it is demanding. I feel like it's a, it's a golf course that you need to be on and, and very, and, and, you know, a lot of facets of your game. Um, and in areas that I would say, you, you know, there's a lot of ways to be an elite player. I think the modern day elite player is a little bit longer off the tee, uh, hits really high iron shots. That feels like kind of like the new norm. Uh, and so that golf course does kind of bring that out a little bit. And then, yeah, obviously when you get a field like they get every year, I mean, you're going to get the Rory's of the world, just like kind of coming back. Ricky always plays well. So you get that, that aspect too. So it's cool to, to do something on a golf course that, that has great champions. and also has a great field every year. Cause it, you, you feel even in an odd way, more accomplished, I guess, than you know, when you get to play with Rory and win actual golf, like win a golf tournament, I mean, I'm taking a win anywhere in the world, but um, like that, I don't know. It makes it, it feels, it felt more elevated in a weird way. Yeah, the the 2019 Wells Fargo is like the Lily White sessions of uh, of the replays. I don't know if we'll see yeah. it, but hopefully at one point we'll get a we'll I got, get a full I got a replay of it. They it's it's apparently, it yeah. I mean, you you did an unbelievable job. I, I loved hearing you talk about it. 
Uh, <laughs> we did a regrip, our second regrip. We did the 06 yeah. US Open on God, Saturday, this past Saturday. Wingfoot, crazy to watch the end. We're doing a, we're gonna do a women's US Open on this coming Saturday. That's 3 p.m. What time? 3 p.m. EDT. EDT. So noon if you're on the best coast. And that will Ooh. be the 05 U.S. Women's Open. And the hope is, fingers crossed, that Morgan Pressel is going to jump in and join us for a little That'd bit. Of course, sick. she was in the fairway when all that went down there at Cherry Hill. So that'll be fun. We're going to keep those going. we got a couple more left after. Uh, and then, Max, obviously, you're going to be grinding. You know what? When you won last year, buddy, a big moment in your life, huge moment in your career, I bet at some point that Sunday night you thought in a year <laughs> I'm going to get a chance to do a podcast about my win and then play in a money game for $35 the Monday after in 2020. Because that's what you're doing, man. This is what it's happens. Crazy how, it's crazy how just dreams do come true. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you if you get a chance to play with Ashton Woods on a Monday, you got to take I'm it. I'm stoked and That's what it. Max is going to do it. Uh, anything you got, buddy? Anything you got coming up or anything you want to, to send out there to the peeps? No, I mean, uh, I feel like uh, I feel like I've been getting a lot. Life's been feeling a little more normal. I feel like people are starting to get, embrace the positivity. Uh, we're gonna be all right. I'm getting excited for golf. Working really hard uh, back at back at the game. Uh, so it feels good to be a person again. I hope everybody else is is getting in that in that uh, same feeling because it sure does. I missed it, man. I missed I missed being being life. a human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I missed, missed life. Missed missed life for sure. Uh, <laughs> Follow Max on social media. You can follow Do him it. at MaxHoma23 on Twitter or at Max.Homa. The man that doesn't like Instagram is now an Instagram It's IG. He is all <laughs> over Instagram. King, but... uh, if you like the podcast, do us a favor, rate and review it. It really helps. It helps us in terms of sponsors possibly jumping on. Hey, Aon, what up? What up? If you're thinking about it, we're right here. We are we, right we here. Take we the risk, left, guys. See the reward. I love that. Right? You we do got it. it. <laughs> That's episode 15. Appreciate you guys listening. Wash your hands. Get a grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 